Hey, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Smart Money Gal podcast. Uh, thanks for letting me be a little later in the month uh, this month. Uh, my son had to get on a plane and get to South Korea for his fall semester of school, and uh, we had to juggle some of that. And, um, you know, so I appreciate you being patient for me coming back a little late in the month. But today I have a very important show that I want to do. And I have a bunch of notes and I'm going to try to stick to my normal half hour. But today we're really going to talk about is financial transparency. And I don't know if you've ever heard the terminology. Obviously, you've heard of transparency and just making sure that as you enter different phases of your life and relationships and different things that you do, you want to be transparent about that. But what does financial transparency really mean and how does it really affect you as women? Because I'm sure probably most of the people that are watching are women. Um, how does it affect you and what is it that you need to do and understand and how can you be better equipped? to walk into um, different situations of your life with transparency. Now, I wanna start by saying, just kind of not like a disclosure, but these are my opinions. These are, uh, what I'm gonna be sharing with you is having spent most of my adult, adult life in the financial services industry, this is what I see from the inside looking out. And my, you know, I, I kind of refer it to like when my mom, my mom was a nurse for most of, of her life, and anytime something medical comes up, I call my mom and I'm like, hey mom, what do you think about this? Or if it's a prescription or, because I know being in a nurse and being in that community and industry, she obviously is gonna have her opinions and different things that she shares with me and she's usually always right. Um, but it's also just that inside look. So I wanna say that this is from me having spent most of my career in the industry seeing what I see and sharing it with you from the inside out. Um, I also want to say that not all of what I'm going to talk about really applies to you. Uh, some of my clients who are going to be listening, we've gone through this together. Um, so you are in a much different position than some other people who are listening, but you also may have an incredible relationship with money, an incredible marriage where you're talking about it and you have the transparency and you may have an awesome relationship with a financial advisor or wealth manager or financial professional, and this doesn't apply to you. So that's great. And if that's the case, then that's wonderful. But I want to make sure that I'm reaching out to those people and those women who are out there who don't have transparency in certain pieces of your life. So if that makes sense, I'm going to go ahead and, and dig in and refer to my notes as we go along. So if you ask the average person, what does the word transparent mean? They're going to come to, to and, and say to you something like, well, it means like I can see through it, or it means that there's nothing hidden or it means like there isn't um, you know, a, a, a separate agenda that's going on. So the word transparent is used all over the place, but financial transparency, you really don't see those two words together a lot. Um, you may see financial literacy, but financial transparency is just a little bit different. So it really just means to being you know, completely honest about your, your finances, completely honest about maybe any money situations you may have that you're bringing into a new marriage or a new relationship about debt, about, you know, income, about your goals, having transparency with your partner in that space. But it also stems over into having a financial advisor, wealth manager, financial professional, money coach, um, who is really honest and transparent with you about your investments, about the fees, about the things that are out there and available to you. And 
um, even when what they may have in place or are recommending isn't going as as planned. So let's just say you're working with a, a you know a money manager and you know, COVID obviously happened and, and affected quite a few people's portfolios. And you just have a financial advisor, maybe they didn't want to answer the phone because they were afraid of the questions or didn't want to have that really difficult conversation because there was money that was lost along the way. So that's what I'm talking about, about having transparency when it comes to the, the relationship with your financial advisor is even when things aren't going good, they should be answering your questions, picking up your phone. You sure, certainly shouldn't be the one who has to actively pursue that relationship. So and that's what I mean about financial transparency as a whole. But it all starts with you. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in Philadelphia. So when I moved to the South, like I've shared this story before, you know, I had to really, um, really learn to kind of tone it down a little bit because I've always been a very transparent what you see is what you get. Let me just kind of have straight talk with you. And I learned for a while that that didn't go over so well in, in the South. But then I realized, you know what, people who are working with me, they're getting me. They're getting the fact that I can be honest with them. And they're getting the, um, the no sugar-coated financial straight talk. Hey, you know, we may need to have a, you know, parental conversation. And clients have come to respect that. So when I say that financial transparency starts with you, it really does. So while we're going through this podcast, I just want you to kind of take a look at yourself. Look at, okay, where am I at in my financial life right now? Am I not paying attention to it at all? Did I just go through something that completely changed my finances, whether it was a divorce, whether you just lost a spouse, maybe COVID or, you know, some other circumstances has forced you to go into a different job or career. You know, what's going on in your life? And are you paying attention to how it's affecting you financially? Are you paying attention to the money? Or is your financial statement still arriving in the mailbox and you're putting it in a drawer and not opening it up? Where are things in your life right now? How do you feel when it comes to your money? What are you being transparent about with yourself when it comes to your money? And I want to kind of walk through some things that, you know, if you're not sure where to start, we're going to start this together. And I can't cover everything that I want to cover with you in a half an hour, but I'm going to let you know at the very end how you can connect with me. And then we can start really discovering what it is about you that, you know, we need to, to kind of fix and put in place. So the first thing you really need to do to be honest with yourself about money is identify how you relate with it and, you know, take a money personality test do an assessment to see, you know, are you a saver? Are you a security seeker? Are you a flyer? Are you a risk taker? Are you a spender? Now I'm throwing those five traits out to you and you may say, where are these coming from? I actually had a money personality quiz created because I saw the need for that. I was, as I was working with clients, um, I saw the need of when a client sat down in front of me and they either said, I don't have any relationship with money or I have a very estranged relationship with money. They couldn't really pinpoint what that meant. So I created a money personality test for clients to figure out for themselves, answering questions without me involved to figure out how they ended up identify with money. So that's the very first thing you need in your, in your life as far as your financial transparency is sit down and be real with yourself you know, take this quiz. I can send you a link. I'll actually provide the link underneath of the podcast for you to take that assessment, figure out how it is that you relate to money, figure out the pros and cons of that personality. 
Okay, once you figure out how you identify and relate with money, then you have to identify how you relate to risk. How risky am I willing to be with my money? Now, I have worked for almost 20 years solely with women. Um, I do have husbands and wives that I meet along the way, but my primary focus on my, on my um, clientele has been women. And I can tell you, uh, I have only had a handful of women who've ever said to me, you know what? I am completely fine with risk. I'm a risk taker. Women naturally are just conservative. We want to make sure that whenever we have a need, whether it's an income need or a health need, that it's taken care of. So once you identify your personality, you have to identify how well you tolerate risk. If you're somebody who could, does not tolerate risk well, and you're not opening your financial statements because you're losing money in your account, I can guarantee you it's because whoever it is that you're working with did not take you down this path of how you identify with money, how you identify with risk. Okay, because if you're not opening your statements out of fear, most of the times I see that happening is because women are in investments and strategies they do not understand and they are completely afraid to ask questions because, you know, as women, we don't want to rock the boat. We want to make sure that people like us and want to help us. And so, you know, if you if you are in that space, I guarantee you it's because you didn't figure out what your money personality was and you certainly didn't figure out how well you tolerate risk. So that's what you need to do first. Figure out your personality, identify how you tolerate with risk. OK, the next thing is know what resources are available to you. Uh, I, as, as I'm working with either a divorcee or even, you know, I work with some kids who are just coming out of college and they got their first job and they have no idea what they need to be doing. Okay. You need to understand what's out there. And I don't have time to get into all the different investments and strategies that are available, but if that is certainly something that you want to contact me about, we can certainly talk about that. Um, but what I want you to understand is just understand what's out there understand, you know, why would I work with a credit union over working with a different bank? Or, you know, maybe I need to have bonds in my portfolio, or maybe I'm safer with CDs. Or, you know what, I've heard a lot about these annuities, but I don't know if that's the way to go. You know, you need to understand the resources that are available. And you need to find someone, whether it's someone like myself, who is a coach and a consultant, or someone you have a really good relationship with in the, and, and has expertise in an area that can walk you through the resources that are available to you. Okay, You would be surprised how many widows and even divorcees that I work with who have been so disconnected from their financial life that I have to teach them how to write a check or I have to help them sign up for bill pay. And I don't mind doing it at all. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I'm here. I'm here to educate and empower my, my female clients to make smart money decisions. But you're not going to really find a lot of investment advisors or wealth managers who are going to be willing to sit down and talk with you and work with you through those steps. So understand what resources are available and find somebody who can walk through that process with you. And don't feel uh, ashamed or don't feel um, uh, dumb or don't feel however you have all these things going through your head don't feel inadequate to, to, to ask a question you know I think it's the only dumb questions that 
uh, are ever asked are the ones that aren't asked or something like that. I'm probably, I probably messed that one all up. But anyway, you know, find out the resources that are available and find somebody who can walk you through understanding what's a really good fit for you and what isn't. And even if it's something that's not a fit for you, but you want to have education about it, like mutual funds and share classes of mutual funds and why should you own them over index funds or find someone. And you can start with contacting me. Um, I don't focus on all areas of, of financial life, but I have created a community of people who do. So if I can't provide an answer for you, I'm going to direct you to the person I know is going to handle you the best. So recap this. If you're just joining me, you have to figure out how you relate to money. You have to figure out how you tolerate risk. Then you have to identify the resources that are available to you and out there and the pros and cons of all of them and find somebody who can walk you through that process. Then you have to find find somebody who can sit down with you and discover what is unique to you. I have seen and I have worked at firms where client came in and no matter how much they're saying they're going to customize something for a client, they end up in the same thing. They end up with a little bit of money and money management and a whole lot of money in annuities. And I have seen that approach up close and personal uh, way too often. So, you want to make sure that you're working with somebody who really is being transparent and telling you whether or not you need something. I have had clients come to me and say, well, this is what I was told that I needed. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, this is just what I was told I needed. And we go through the discovery of things and uncover that's really not what they needed at all. They still wanted an education about what it was. It just wasn't a good fit for them. So don't, don't just go with the flow. And just because somebody tells you this is what, what you need, have them show you why. Have them make sense to you why. And if it doesn't make sense, don't do it. Okay, so understand how you relate to money, both personality and risk. Identify the resources and find that guide and that Sherpa that's going to lead you to the path and not put you in a, in a cookie cutter type of, of portfolio or investment plan or financial plan. And don't just go with the flow. And if you're starting work and, or if you've been at work for a while and you have a 401k, you have disability insurances, you have different things that are offered through your company and you have no clue what's going on and why you own it, you need to have the conversations with the person that's assigned to oversee your 401k plan. Um, you can certainly pick up the phone and reach out to me. I can't advise you on your 401k plan, but I can help you make sense of it and maybe help you frame the questions that you need to ask. Um, so, you know, if you have a plan through work and you just don't understand it, you please ask the questions. If you don't know how to ask the questions, give me a call, I'll help you figure out how to form the questions. Because, you know, in a recent study that was done, um, about 40% of investors who were provided information about their 401k plan still didn't understand it and didn't feel confident enough to ask questions about it. So if that's you, we need to have a conversation. Allow me to help you get at least the level of confidence that you need to ask those questions. So again, financial transparency starts with you. Sit down, have a real good come to Jesus conversation about how you relate to money or if you do or don't at all. And then, you know, go through the steps and figure out what, what it is and how you identify and understand the resources that are available and find somebody that can connect with you, whether it's myself or someone else you'll feel comfortable with that can has an area of expertise that can lead you through what's out there. So switching gears a little bit, we've talked about having financial transparency with yourself. 
Now we need to talk about having financial transparency in relationships. This is so important, whether you're in a marriage or you're in a partnership or you're in, you know, um, a long-term relationship with somebody, financial transparency is the only way any relationship can work. Partners, couples, however it is that your relationship is, is, is put together. Um, if you don't have communication about money, something bad's going to eventually happen. It's either going to happen when you're married. It's going to happen when you divorce. It's going to happen when one of the partner dies. So you need to have real, true financial transparency in your relationship because, you know, couples and partners who talk about money at least one time a week feel happier overall in their relationship. They feel like there is a neutral area and a safe space that they can have a conversation with their partner and say, you know what, this is bothering me or I have questions about this. And, you know, if you feel that there's a good safe space and if you feel that you're routinely talking about it enough, when there are things that come up, you're going to tackle them together. Doesn't mean you're always going to agree with everything, but having the transparency and having the conversations is so incredibly important. And I can tell you, I think I recently figured out I have worked on about 200 divorce cases over the past 15 years. And in almost every single one of them, there was a financial disconnect. And think about going into a relationship or in the midst of a relationship and you just really have a good communication over money. It's going to be a powerful thing overall. So talk about things. Talk about not only your hopes, goals, fears, but talk about your income. Talk about debt that you may be bringing to the relationship. Or maybe there was some debt at the very beginning of the relationship you didn't disclose and that's eaten at you for a long time. Talk about it. Bring it up, talk through it, figure out how you're going to tackle it, but be financially transparent when it comes to your salary, your debt, your, you know, your, your credit score, your assets. And, you know, really most importantly, I think is always your goals and aspirations for what it is that you want to do with money. Not only now, but if, you know, if you're no longer here, what does that mean? Have those conversations now. You don't want those conversations to happen when you're gone. And, you know, now your whole family is finding out how you really felt about that money. Have the conversations now because not discussing money is actually financial infidelity. And I know that sounds weird, but infidelity does destroy a lot of marriages. And one of those big areas is financial infidelity. So you want to make sure that you are talking through the things that you need to talk about. And another thing, too, that I really see and I see it a lot when I'm working with divorcees and with widows is understand and have the transparency about two very important areas of your financial life, especially if you're married, is understanding how pensions work and understanding Social Security and the options that are out there, especially as a, as a divorced spouse. OK, so understanding how pensions work. Pensions are usually elected at the beginning of, of the, the the relationship mind you, between the company. Um, and you may be thinking that, well, obviously my husband has a pension and when he passes away, um, that's just going to continue to come to me. Well, I can't begin to tell you how many widows that I have sat with who uh, we discovered that for the very first time when we started working together. Husband passed away, pension stopped. They thought that pension was going to continue, but it didn't because of the election that was made at the very beginning. Um, 
Some didn't understand that when a spouse passed away, one of the social security checks went away. So you need to really have an understanding and a transparency in a marriage about what happens when the pension, you know, when, when you pass away and the pension is here. Because pension elections usually are for a single life, which means the person who is alive, that, you know, they'll, they'll get the money, they die, it stops. Or you could have a period certain, which is for a period of time. And if that person passes away prior to that, then, you know, the beneficiaries would be able to recoup some of that up until the time, this, the, the term, or it could be a, a you know, a, a joint and survivor benefit. So it's important to understand that. Um, it's also really important to understand and, and, you know, really, really get into, and I could do another whole show about this, is if you are married and then you divorce, and you're at that period of time where social security comes around as a divorce spouse, what options do you have? And, you know, very high level understanding that if you are divorced and you are married for at least 10 years, you are eligible for some of your ex's social security. It doesn't affect their social security benefit. It doesn't affect the, the current spouse benefit. They don't even know, to be honest with you, that you're drawing the social security. Okay. But, if you were married for at least 10 years, you are eligible for social security on the ex-husband's record. If you are unmarried at the time of the filing and you are eligible for social security. So I've seen a couple of divorces where it said in the clauses that social security, um, you were no longer allowed to receive social security for whatever clause that was in there. But those causes don't stand up. So if you happen to have that in your divorce decree, um, you know, we could talk about that in a side note, but it's understanding how pensions work. It understand, it's understanding how social security works. It's an understanding if anything were to happen again to the spouse, how does it affect you? What happens? You know, how's the life insurance affected? Okay, I recently had a client who um, thought she was a beneficiary on a life policy that was supposed to have been left to her, but it wasn't. So you got to stay on top of things. You have to be financially transparent in your relationship with your partner, no matter what you have to stand up for yourself. You have to have those open conversations. You want to make sure that you know now what's going to happen, you know, down the road. So again, Make sure that you're talking about money. Make sure you're being transparent about the income, salary, debt, you know, goals. Make sure you are having those conversations. Talk about it as openly and as, you know, uh, stress-free stress, stress -free as possible. And make sure that you're understanding how work plans work, how life insurance is arranged, and understand as far as, you know, Social Security and divorcees. Again, side note for everything anything that I'm talking to you about right now is triggering something in your mind. We need to have a conversation and I'll be happy to have that conversation with you and point you in the right direction. So <clears throat> I then want to really just kind of sum it up with talking about having financial transparency in a relationship with a wealth manager, a financial professional, an insurance agent, whoever it is that you call your go-to money person. Okay. 
I know my clients, I'm, I'm their money gal. I'm the one that they'll reach out to and that they have questions and I'm a very open, you know, I will pick up the phone. I don't hide, you know, I'm, I'm here to have conversations with my clients. And I, you know, I really feel that our industry as a whole, the financial services industry does have a transparency problem. And honestly, I don't feel that it's getting any better. And I want to just make a little side note and say, that's why I created Swan Financial. Uh, I have the ability to sell life insurance, annuities, um, mutual funds. I have the ability to long-term care to sell pretty much any financial product that is out there. I choose not to in certain areas. And the reason I do is because Swan stands for sleep well at night. That's what Swan Financial stands for because I have to be able to sleep well at night with the products and the strategies that I provide for my clients. I also need to have my clients sleep well at night with the investments and the products that they own. And it's very important for me that when I see different products or relationships in our industry that are so interwoven and secretive uh, with fees and how certain things are done, I, that just didn't resonate with me. I didn't want to be that person for my clients. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. There are wonderful, wonderful wealth advisory firms out there. There are also really crappy ones. I know both. And I know ones that are just being up and up, you know, fiduciaries and doing their jobs. And I know other ones who aren't. So I, for myself, chose to make sure that any investment or any product or anything that my client owned or was a part of their financial plan, they understood. They understood how the fees, they understood uh, compensation. They understood all of it. That means so much to me because I want it. I want my clients to feel empowered about what it is that they choose. So I want to just put that out there because I'm not knocking, you know, on, on your financial advisor or wealth manager. I'm just telling you what, again, what I've seen from the inside looking out as a whole, our industry has problems. And in a report from Phoenix Marketing International, 33% of financial services clients say they lack confidence in the information that is presented from their financial or wealth manager to them. And they don't understand whether, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? They don't see how the fees are being charged. They don't feel this level of transparency. And you need to feel really, really good that you are in a transparent relationship with your wealth manager or your financial professional. That is huge because we are seeing hundreds, thousands, if not millions of dollars that are being moved from wealth managers into other relationships because clients just don't feel like they're being heard. They also don't feel like they may be learning about the most up-to-date uh, investments that are out there or maybe better strategies for them. If you've been in the same thing for 20 years and have had a great relationship with a person for 20 or 30 years and they haven't ever positioned anything new, that's a little, that's concerning. So you want to make sure that there's that transparency of when something else is better out there for you. And here's a good way to indicate whether or not they're being truly transparent is if you meet with them and you say, I heard about, and I want to know how that fits into my, my plan. A lot of times you may see an advisor or a wealth manager automatically start to put it down. Okay. One of two reasons why that happens. The first is they don't sell the product. 
so they can't be compensated for it. The second thing is you're going to take money away from what they're already doing by repositioning it into something else. So be really assertive when it comes to what is out there for me, what is better for me, how are you being compensated and all of that. You need to understand that, okay? There are, there are fee-only advisors that are out there that are doing a wonderful job. There are commissioned-based advisors that are out there that are doing a wonderful job. Um, not across the board is the industry just filled of, you know, um, bad people. Okay, but you need to understand what is out there. Now, for me, almost every single thing that I do on the consulting side is going to be a commissioned type of product sale. And how that is done is just so you know, and my clients know, commissions are anywhere from 1% to 8% on average. And how that applies is if you're the age of the client, it also applies the company that you're working with because some companies don't advertise at all. They use independent advisory firms to, to advertise for them. So you need to understand how that gets paid. You need to understand if that's paid directly from the company that's represented, or you need to find out if that's actually paid out of your money. So it's important to understand that. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of times they'll say, you know what, it's in the prospectus. Can you tell me who's ever read a prospectus? I've had to, obviously, but you get a 40 page book and you're supposed to understand all the fine print when you're actually should be sitting across the desk from somebody who's going to explain all that to you. So understand that you need to be asking the questions. You need to see how your advisor is compensated. You need to have a good, clear understanding of how your investments are affected, whether they're good or bad. And if you have an advisor that's not answering your phone, or that you're the one that's seeking out the relationship and actively reaching out, it's probably time to reconsider. Um, I want you to understand again that you may have a fantastic relationship with your financial advisor and wealth manager, and that is awesome. But if you don't, or if you don't have any relationship with anybody when it comes to your money, we really need to have a conversation. So as we get ready to wrap up, I want to just share with you some <clears throat> five tips to really help you build your confidence about financial transparency. And the first one is know thyself. And I, you know, I've said that at the very beginner, beginning, know and be honest with yourself about how it is you relate to money. You have to take 100%, 100% responsibility for your money, for how you relate to it, for how your life is turning out right now. Um, you can't blame it on somebody else. You have to be 100% responsible for what's going on in your, your life. If you aren't doing anything when it comes to money, I have clients, uh, well, prospective clients who uh, have been divorced for a very long time and they still haven't done anything, okay? But some of them are complaining about the situation in their life. You only have yourself to blame if you're in a situation right now that you don't like because you have the tools you have um, the ability to get yourself out of that situation, but you have to take the responsibility first. Number two, you have to be willing to ask the questions that are uncomfortable asking. And for some of you, you have this gut wrenching feeling that you need to be doing something different and you don't know how to ask the questions. You need to call me. I can't begin to tell you how many people I have helped figure out and put pen to paper for the questions that they needed answered. And once they got them answered, they felt so much better about what it is that they were doing financially. So you have to be, um, you have to be comfortable asking those questions that are uncomfortable. 
And number three, you have to stand up for yourself. This is your life. These are your goals, your vision for what it is that you want from life. You have to be willing to stand up and ask the questions that are hard. You have to be willing to have that uncomfortable conversation with your spouse, your partner, your financial advisor. You have to be willing to stand up for yourself. And you have to, number four, you have to trust your gut. If something doesn't feel right, then probably something isn't right. And you have to trust your gut. I'm not saying just, I don't feel good about it. So I'm just going to walk away from everything and never call anybody and say what happened. You need to have that conversation and you need to trust your gut. You need to get whatever it is bothering you answered and addressed so that you can feel good about the decisions that you make. And you need to understand and be willing to, to negotiate the cost of that relationship, especially when it comes to the financial advisor. There are a lot of financial advisors and wealth management firms and investment advisors that charge a fee on top of the fee that they charge the money managers that are actually handling everything. You can negotiate that. Um, so if you have a financial advisor that's charging 2% on your money, in addition to all the, the fees that go along with everything, but you may have your life insurance through them. You may have your income plan set up through them with annuities. You may have other investments with them. You need to say to them, Hey, listen, you're managing overall X amount of dollars of my money. We need to negotiate that fee and uh just ask about negotiating it i've seen it happen so you need to make sure that you understand the cost of that relationship and understand that you are worth negotiating what that cost of that relationship is so i'm going to wrap it up by just saying you know i talked about a lot i'm sure that you have questions um, i wanted to also let you know that you could reach out to me just go to www.talkwithjennifer.com my calendar post will pop right up we can hop on the phone and have a discovery call answer questions that may have come out of this podcast, answer questions about whatever it is you've got going on with your life, find out ways to talk with one another. And um, I, I created, you know, the, the whole coaching aspect of my firm because I saw a need for it. Because there are people exactly like you who are out there who've got to move through the process of financial transparency. And a lot of times they get stuck on just the financial transparency with themselves. And a lot of that has to go with you've gone through a transition in life, you've gone through the transformation, and you just don't know what to do next. So hop on a discovery call with me at, at www.talkwithjennifer.com. We'll figure out what's going on in your life. Maybe there's some emotional fog that you have to clear through. Before then, you can build the confidence and, and have the conversations and really start to take control of your money. But that's what I'm here for. So, whew. That was a very um, quick show, but again, be financially transparent with yourself, with your relationships, with um, your financial advisor. And if there's anything whatsoever that I can do to help you get to that point where you're confident enough to really take hold of your life and your money, that's what I'm here for. www.talkwithjennifer.com, hop on my calendar and uh, We'll go from there. So have a great rest of your day. I look forward to coming back and seeing you again next month.